Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Hey, uh, I want to ask you a question. Uh, does anybody ever feel like God has asked you to do something outside your comfort zone? I'm sure if you've been a Christian any amount of time, you've felt that. You've heard the whisper of God. You've had kind of that nudge. You've had that moment where you're like, I just, I, I feel like what I'm hearing and the whisper of God and what he's asking me to do in this moment, I just feel like it's outside of my comfort zone. In fact, most of the times that I've really experienced some God moments, I can promise you, uh, hey, how are you? Uh, I can promise you um, that in those moments that it hasn't always felt comfortable. It hasn't always felt easy. I mean, God shows up sometimes in really unique ways. I mean, think about Moses. He showed up in a burning bush. I mean, that, that, that might be outside of someone's comfort zone as they're experiencing a moment with God. And so I don't know what your moments with God looks like or what kind of, you know, uh, moments that God has interacted with you and maybe uh, spoke to you. I really believe that in 2022, God does still speak. Anybody believe that? Not only do I believe that God speaks, but I believe that you need to hear the voice of God. And not only can you hear the voice of God, he wants to speak to you. God wants to share dreams. God wants to give your life vision. God actually wants to hear your prayers and then speak to you about them. Isn't it crazy? Sometimes prayer can feel like such a one-way street, but I've learned if you sit back long enough and you listen, that you can actually begin to hear the voice of God. But when you hear it, it's not always easy. Sometimes what he speaks to you can feel a little like, I don't know, is this God? Are you sure, God? Do you really want me to do that? Do you really want me to move to that city? Do you really want me to take that job? Do you really want me to go to that school? Do you really want me? You know what I mean? Has anybody ever been there? And, and I would say this. Today, I want to I break down the story of the mother of Jesus, Mary. And I want us to look at the Christmas story as we head in to Christmas. And as I look at the life of Mary, Mary was someone that was that was asked to do something a little outside her comfort zone. If you know the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was uh, what many commentators and scholars would think about 14 years old when the angel Gabriel came to her and said, hey, you're going to get pregnant. Uh, it's going to be a virgin birth, and you're going to have a son that is going to be the most high God. He's going to be the savior of the world, and so here you go. That's quite a moment right there. And Mary, in that moment, she could have missed it. She, she really had an opportunity to receive that moment in faith, to respond to that moment, or, or to walk away from that moment. And I think with all of us, when it comes to God moments, because you will have God moments in your life where God speaks to you, you have an opportunity to respond with skepticism or with faith. You have an opportunity to respond with, okay, Lord, I'll step into that. Or, I don't know, that must be the pizza that I ate last night. You know what I mean? Anybody ever been there? And I think if Mary were to speak with us, if we were to be able to have a conversation with her, I mean, how awesome would that be if we were just be able to open up, you know, the Bible, take your pick, and then just go run a lap with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just go walk a mile in their shoes. I think if Mary were to speak with us about her story, about the story of her stepping outside of her comfort zones, you know what I think? that she would share with us, she would probably say something like this, don't miss your moments with God. Don't miss it. 
All of you are going to have moments. Don't miss it. Be sensitive to it. Lean into it. Don't miss that moment. You know, I, I really do believe that God is giving us moments every day. I, I think this whole service, um, honestly, if you were to ask what we do during the week when we're planning our service, this whole service is designed really for you to have a moment. For you to have a moment with God where God speaks to you, where God touches you, where God changes you, where God whispers to you, where God gives you that nudge. For some of you, you've been there. For some of you, you're there right now. You know that God has been speaking to you. You know that God has been whispering something to you. It's about your marriage. It's about, you know, your dreams. It's about that business decision that you want to make. And you know God has been speaking to me clearly. Today at the end of service, we're coming around our year-end offering. It's something we do every year. And maybe what God has been speaking to you feels a little out of your, your comfort zone. But you know that God has been speaking to you. And today, I believe if Mary were to come have a conversation with us, she'd say, don't miss your moments. Don't miss the moments where God is speaking. So I want to look at her story, and I want to identify a few things about moments with God and then show you how I think you can just cultivate some moments uh, with him, or you can cultivate the moment with him. And so if you have your Bible, I'd love for you to take some notes, get it out. Uh, But Luke chapter 1, and so if you're familiar with the Christmas story, you've probably heard this before, starting verse number 31, the angel Gabriel comes and says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. I want you to imagine a 14-year-old girl standing there. The angel appears to her and begins to give this message. And he will be called the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary's response is much like our response probably would be in that moment. Because something was about to happen that had never happened before. Something was about to happen that had been prophesied for generations. And in that moment, Mary has her God moment. She hears the word of the Lord for her life. And her response is, how will this even be? I mean, seriously, have you ever been there? You feel like you heard from God and your response is probably similar to Mary. How will this even happen? How will this even be? How could this even be true, Mary asked the angel. I am a virgin. And the angel replies this in verse number 37, for no word from God will ever fail. I think on the surface, one of the things that I've learned when it comes to God moments is often God moments seem impossible. When God shows up sometimes and he speaks to us, it can be that moment where it just seems like, how could this be, Lord? You're asking me to do what? You're asking me to forgive that person? You're asking me to take that job? You're asking me to take that step of faith? And those moments sometimes, they can just seem impossible. Like, how do I even even step into this, God? And if I do, what if I fail? What if I fall short? What if I don't rise to the occasion? And I know Mary's thinking, I'm a virgin, How am I going to be pregnant? I mean, what a crazy story. I love what Jesus would say 
as he's older in Mark chapter 10, verse number 27, as he's been preaching to the crowd and he responds to the crowd this way as they're really, you know, asking God, how can all of this be true? How could this be? In essence, that's what they were saying. And Jesus looked at him and said, with man, this is impossible, but, but not with God. Did you know with God, all things are possible? And so I think, I think something really important for us to understand is often in our lives, God moments, they can seem impossible. They can seem on the surface like, how could this ever be? And I love this, and there's so much about Mary that I could get into, and I actually want to encourage you. A lot of this content came from a book that John Maxwell wrote called Women in the Bible. And so if you'd like to, to learn more and dig in, I'm going to give you a few points in Mary's life, but uh, John's kind of, through his commentary, wrote about 20 more in there. And so you can take a look at that if you want. But I want to give you a few things here that I think is just important to understand. I think when it comes to impossible moments, we have to be careful because sometimes we'll depend more on facts than faith. We'll depend more on what we think we know than just taking God at his word. You know, I read a statistic the other day and I was researching this and IBM actually uh, talked about this, but IBM uh, did a study in 2020 and they said this about knowledge. They said knowledge has been growing rapidly over the years, primarily because of the internet. And one of the things that they mentioned that in 1945, knowledge doubled uh, the, the knowledge we had as, as a country or, or just as a people doubled every 25 years. In 2022, um, you know what IBM has now found and what many studies is now showing the rate of knowledge doubling is? Every 12 hours. Wow. Wow. So in 1945, knowledge every 25 years. And now because of the internet and because of access to so much and algorithms and AI and all of that stuff, they say knowledge for our humankind can grow rapidly at the pace of every 12 hours. And here's what can happen with knowledge growing at the pace that it does. Often, if we're not careful, we can begin to reduce God to what we can understand. Okay, God, I know you're speaking to me, but I don't understand it, so I, I don't know if I can follow you. We say things like this in our head. You would never say this out loud, but I can't follow them until I understand them. I don't know if I can do this, God, until you show me and you prove it to me. And I don't know if there's enough of facts about this. And what happens is we totally leave faith out of the equation. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one says, now faith. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that we cannot see. See, faith sometimes will go beyond the facts. Faith sometimes will go beyond what you know and what you've read and what culture or people might tell you. Faith sometimes is simply just, God, I trust you and I'll follow you even if I don't understand you. And you will miss God moments in your life if you can't learn to trust God on faith. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think miracles 
They often happen when our willingness to trust God, it intersects with God's plan. See, God has a plan that is going one way for your life. God has a plan and a purpose for you, and God does want to speak to you. And and, and our willingness often to be able to receive that plan and live out that plan, it, it happens, the miracle happens when it intersects with our faith and trust in him. Sometimes you have to take a step of faith to see God be faithful in your life. Sometimes you do have to step out on the water and say, God, I might sink, but you've called me out on the water. And I'm keeping my eyes on you. I'm trusting you. The second thing is this that we can learn about Mary. When God moments come, just say yes. I love how Mary responded to the angel. She said, I am the Lord's servant. In other words, she said, here I am. I'm all yours. I'm all his, is really what she was saying. And Mary answered, may your words to me be fulfilled. May it happen. See, what Mary was doing here in the moment is she was saying yes to God. This seems impossible on the surface. This seems like there was no way that this could ever happen. But Mary said yes. See, in that moment, her trust in God weighed more than her questions. Her trust in God, it it outweighed all of the questions that she had. I mean, she was a 14-year-old girl. I don't know if you understand the repercussions of what would happen in this moment, but in that culture to be be pregnant outside of marriage, I mean, it could have resulted in death. She definitely would have been an outcast. She definitely would have been misunderstood. And there may be times in your life where you feel like God is calling you to do something, and you know what? At the surface to other people, they may misunderstand you. They they may have questions. And we have to be really careful if we're going to step into the God moments that God has for us is to to learn to let our trust in God outweigh our questions. I can't tell you how many times I've taken a step of faith and while I'm doing it, I've had a thousand questions on the backside of that step of faith. But I've had to let my step of faith go before the questions. That's trust. That's, that's what it means to say, God, I'm, I'm your servant. And I don't want to miss the moments and the plan that you have for me. See, God's blessings for us is often waiting on the other side of our obedience. I've learned in my own personal life that, that the thing that God wants to do in my life, the the journey that God wants to take me on, the blessing that God has for me. I usually get to step into the fulfillment of that on the other side of my willingness to take the step of faith in obedience to him. Some of you today, you're gonna give in a year-end offering and, and you feel like this is a God moment for you, that God's put a number in your heart that, that you're going to sacrificially give unto him. And, and it's a step of faith. But you know God's blessings are often on the other side of your obedience. 
Maybe you're in here today and you know that God's been speaking to you about a transition in your life. Make it. If God's been speaking, the blessings that you're looking for may be on the other side of your willingness to take a step of faith in spite of all your questions. You can wait till you have all the facts together. You can wait for perfect conditions, but perfect conditions may not come. Perfect Ecclesiastes says that. Ecclesiastes says if you wait for perfect conditions, they will not come. See, there's never going to be all the knowledge that you need for a situation. Sometimes you might have to take a step of faith on like a 60%. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of sure, God, you're speaking to me, and I'll test it. And what I've learned is your willingness to test God on the 60% makes it a little easier when God continues to call you to do things because what happens is the voice of God begins getting sharper and clearer in your life. You take that step of faith on 60% and then the next time you're like, oh, okay, I kind of know what his voice sounds like. And next time it's not 60, it's like 80%. And then you get to a point and a maturity in your life where it's like, no, I know that was God. I'm not questioning that. I know God spoke to me. I know I need to take that step of faith. I know I need to go do that. I know I need to do that business deal. I know I need to say to that person, I know the conversation I need to have because I know God's voice. The third thing is this, God moments will open doors for you to experience really God's blessings in your life. Again, I said a moment ago that, that God's, God's blessings are often on the other side of obedience. And so what we see happen here is Mary, after she hears this news from the angel, she runs off to her cousin's house, uh, Elizabeth. What she doesn't know is shortly before the angel comes to her, that Elizabeth, if you know the story in the beginning of Luke, Elizabeth and Zechariah had also received some news. And the angel comes to Zechariah and says, hey, guess what? You're going to have a baby. And they say, how can this be? We are old. There's no way this is happening. And in that moment, Zechariah actually responds a little different than Mary. Mary responds with a posture of faith. When you read the commentary, when she said, how can this be to the angel Gabriel? The commentator says that that was, a, that was a posture of faith. Like it wasn't skepticism. It was like, okay, but how can this be? But with Zechariah, it was actually the opposite. It was a posture of skepticism. The angel looked at him and said, you ain't going to be able to speak until the baby's born. I mean, that's pretty messed up. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. But she runs off to her cousin's house and she gets to her cousin. Her cousin just got some amazing news and she's six months pregnant. And she shows up and Elizabeth sees her and says in a loud voice, blessed are you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you will bear. In that moment, we also know that something amazing happens. When Mary shows up, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, it leaps for joy. That baby is John the Baptist, by the way, if you, you read the story. It leaps for joy, and Elizabeth sees her and says, Blessed are you among women, blessed is the child you will bear, and blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises or his promises to her. See, your blessing may be on the other side of your yes. It's all about trust. It's all about faith. This whole journey you're on with God do you know what it takes to come to the Lord? Faith. Doesn't it take faith to come to the Lord? Yeah. 
It's by faith that you're saved. You put your faith and trust in him. But guess what God wants to grow in your relationship with him? He also wants to grow your faith. It takes faith to come to him and the thing that he wants to continue to grow in you is faith. See, this whole journey is about learning to trust God more and more and more. The more you trust God, the more you'll experience God. The more you learn to take steps of faith, the more you'll see God to be faithful. And so how do you cultivate? How do you cultivate uh, just God moments in your life? Well, I would say one of the best ways to cultivate God's moment is through worship. Through worship. You know, I, I love it because Mary's response after she meets with Elizabeth is to worship. It actually echoes the same response that Hannah had in the Old Testament after God blessed her with a child. If you read 1 Samuel chapter 1, Hannah, who too was barren and without child, a miraculous thing happened and God opened up her womb and gave her a child and her response was worship. And so in this moment, I think Mary is already pregnant. I think the moment the angel said something, she, her womb was filled. And in this moment, Mary, she, she cultivated this God moment with worship. Look at just a piece of it. It's about 10 verses. I won't read it all. But I love what Mary said. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. What is worship? Well, I think worship is whatever gets your heart's affection and your mind's attention. When God moments are before you, say yes, take a step of faith, trust him. And while you're walking that faith journey out, man, learn to worship. Worship your way through the questions. Worship your way through the confusion. Worship your way through not having all the facts together. The second thing is this, I think just stay connected to the right people. She went to Elizabeth, right? She went to Elizabeth and look at what the Bible says. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months. We don't have all the story. We only have what we know commentators said about it. But what we do know is she was in a pretty sketchy situation. She would have been outcasted. She would have been, you know, by others, maybe rejected, maybe even killed. And if you're not careful with your God moments, you know, not everyone's going to be as sold out for your God moment as you are. Sometimes there are naysayers in your life. I don't know if you know that or not. Not everybody is going to, gonna gonna you know you're gonna get around and they're gonna say oh I'm so happy for you you should do that sometimes people's questions about your step of faith will discourage you I mean think about all the questions you have when you have to take a step of faith 
everybody else has those questions while they're watching you take your step of faith too. Be careful who you stay around. In your God moments, listen to the right voices. She stayed around the right voice. She stayed around the voice of the one that was walking through the same thing as her, a miracle. When God speaks to you, hang around people that believe in miracles. Don't hang around the naysayers. When God speaks to you, don't get discouraged if people with no faith try to discourage your faith. Trust God. Man, when God speaks to me, you know who I want to go to first? I want to tell people that are people of faith. I ain't telling the naysayers because they'll discourage me and I'll let them sometimes. So I want to go tell the right people. And then I would just say this, and you guys can take the TV away here, but I, I would say this, the, the last thing is this, when it comes to just cultivating God moments. Just know sometimes that there's like, there's a bigger picture at play. See, in this moment, little did Mary know, it wasn't just the most high, it was the savior of the world. See, what God would do in that moment by sending his son Jesus is he would send the answer to the sin problem. Mary's God moment, her willingness to step into that, her step of faith and trust in what was happening, look at what came from it. A savior would be born. And that savior be the one that would save us from our sins. I'm so thankful that Mary didn't run from it. And you have no idea. One of the things that I've learned when it comes to God moments is you have no idea what God might want to do through a life that is holy, 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 committed to Him. You have no idea. Sir, ma'am, student, young adult, you have no idea what God might want to do through a life that is wholly committed to him, through a life that just says, yes, Lord, I trust you, I may not understand everything, but I trust you. Would you bow your heads in this moment? Maybe you're in here today and the good news for you is that a Savior came. The Savior was born. It's the message of Christmas. The Savior was born. And that Savior would live a perfect, sinless life. Be nailed to a cross take your sin and my sin it wouldn't just be a transaction that take place but it would be a moment in history that would change everything more than a transaction an exchange we exchange your sin for his righteousness and the God moment that someone may need to have in here today it's a moment where you say yes to that. A moment where you just say yes to receiving all that our Heavenly Father has for you.
moment where you, where for the first time maybe, you draw a line in the sand and say, Jesus, I'm yours. In a minute, I wanna pray for you. I think there may be another person in this room today though that God has been speaking to you. God has been been nudging your heart to take a step of faith in some area. And the thing that you need today is you need to be empowered with a supernatural trust that goes beyond your understanding. And so my prayer for you today is God would grow your faith and God would grow your trust in him and that you would be able to leave this place today and take the step of faith that you've been scared to death to take. But as you step out on the waters, you would see a faithful God and there'd be so much blessings on the other side of that willingness and that obedience to just say yes to him. So I want to ask for a show of hands. If you're in the room and you would say, my moment with God today is to give my life to him. I'd love to pray with you, know who you are. Nobody looking around. If today that's you and you need to give your life to Christ, would you just slip up your hand? Love to know who I'm praying with. Love to pray for you. Today's your moment. I'd like to ask another group of people to slip up a hand. If you're in this room today and you know that God has been calling you to something and you don't want to miss a God moment and today by lifting up a hand you're drawing a line in the sand saying God I'm taking the step of faith today I'm saying yes to you even though I don't understand you but I'll step in to what you have for me and I'll step out step out on the water if that's you today and you feel like God's been asking you to take a step of faith and today you're like I'm leaving taking a step of faith I want to pray for you so I'd love to just know who I'm praying for nobody looking around would you raise your hand if you know God's been calling you to something thank you thank you you can put your hands down If you raised your hand a minute ago to give your life to Christ, I want you just to pray this with me. Father, today I give you all of me for all of you. Come into my heart, make me brand new. I give my life fully to you. And just receive them. If you're in here and you just raised your hand a second ago to take that step of faith that you know God has been calling you to, I want to ask that you just kind of open up the palm of your hands out in front of you. I just want to pray a gift on you. Father, I pray for all those that palms are open right now. God, would you open the windows of heaven? Would you rain down trust? Would you rain down trust? Trust not in a circumstance, but trust in a God that is in control. May you grow their faith. God, may they be more full of faith 
than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, do you receive the word today, everybody? Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.